Welcome to Champ City, LA's fan-first podcast that covers your champs, the Dodgers, Lakers, and Rams. And every day, we're going to give you the most relevant and pertinent stories in LA sports. And on today's episode, we talk about the showdown in the valley between the Lakers and the Suns, and also what the Rams are planning to do for free agency. But first, let's go to our boy Julian Andrews for a quick recap on last night's game. What's up, Champ City? I'm Julian Andrews, and our Lakers got embarrassed last night at Phoenix losing 140 to 111. The Suns have now beat the Lakers for six straight games dating back to the playoffs last season. And they were loving every second of it from the tip as they went on multiple runs in the game, but scored 48 points in the first quarter. That's the most points the Lakers have allowed in the first quarter since at least of the shot clock error. And from there, it was downhill. Lakers lost confidence as the Suns' confidence and rhythm and execution got even better. The Lakers trailed by the most 35 points. The only individual highlight of the game came from LeBron James as he reached the 10,000 career mark. But from there, it was sad. The Lakers are struggling to find their identity as it's getting closer to crunch time. As LA fans know, playoffs is what matters. And right now, the Lakers have no communication, no execution, no defense to give them the confidence that they'll make a deep run into the playoffs. But let's see how the Lakers bounce back as they return home to Crypto.com Arena, a.k.a. Staples Center, to face the Toronto Raptors. They're playing some good ball and fighting to get out of that play-in position. So let's see how the Lakers perform, and hopefully they get it dubbed tomorrow. A big shout out to Julian for that. You can find him on Instagram at Juju on the court. We're also going to go to Los Angeles Lakers daily for a quick update on AD's health. The Lakers have won like twice since the all-star break. And, you know, the tough part is for the Lake show is that they're only 16 and 20 when Anthony Davis plays. 16 and 20 when Anthony Davis plays. That is like absolutely mind blowing. So honestly, this season might be a little bit of a wrap, but I guess it's still technically up in the air. Frank Vogel came out. He said earlier today, actually, um, AD's practicing. He's going to come back to on-court work tomorrow, starting on Monday, March 14th. Said he feels good. The swelling has decreased and the function of his foot has increased as well. So. He suffered a midfoot sprain on February 16th. He's going to resume on-court activities here on Monday with some spot shooting, according to Frank Vogel. And this doesn't really necessarily guarantee Davis is even returning this season, but they're definitely moving in a positive direction. When asked if AD was going to play at some point in this season, Frank Vogel came out and here's the quote, 100% maybe. So it's, Like, not great, but it's definitely not bad, if anything. I think it's definitely a positive, um, at at the very most, or at the very least, just Anthony Davis getting healthy in general is a good sign. So he's out of his walking boot, and uh, he's going to get another MRI this week. But like I said, the Lakers are, sorry, they're actually 17-20 and with Anthony Davis out on the court. Now, last year for AD was just like an abysmal year, just a terrible, terrible year. This year he's averaging about 23-10. and when he is playing keep in mind though he's only played about like 35 games this season so the lakers could definitely use him they could definitely use like any big man i mean literally 
any big man they could use Dwight Howard still averaging like 15, 16 type of minutes per game. And you'll see all these lineups like against Phoenix. They're running a Russell Westbrook, Austin Reeves, Malik Monk, Stanley Johnson, LeBron James. Like LeBron at 37, there just isn't enough like mobility there to guard a guy like DeAndre Ayton. I mean, DeAndre Ayton tonight, 23.16 rebounds. Like he just has his way down there in the paint. There's no defense on this Lakers team in general, but especially without Anthony Davis. Good news, good news, but definitely doesn't mean that he'll 100% be back to play. That's definitely some good news on AD's front. I'm hoping that his return will help Lakers get something going for this last part of the season. Now, our last segment comes from Faithful Angelino's Sports, and he gets into some of the not-so-obvious plans that the Rams are having for free agency. I'd like the Rams to do the Lakers a solid and just send a player to every Lakers home game for the rest of the year. Because have you noticed that LeBron just plays out of his mind in front of him? It's like he's got a man crush on the Rams. He's kind of it's kind of like a fourth grader being hot for teacher or something like that. Let's move on to the main topic. I am flummoxed by the Rams because everything that I believe about football. The Rams do the absolute opposite, and they still win. Do you believe in building through the draft? The Rams don't. <laughs> I believe in power football, like blocking right up the Rams' zone block. They don't. I believe in putting pressure on the quarterback without blitzing. The Rams don't. They blitz from everywhere. So we're coming up on NFL free agency. The quote-unquote legal tampering period begins right now. Official signings, they happen on Wednesday, but you're allowed to negotiate right now. The salary cap is going to be $208 million. The Rams are currently $20 million over. There are going to be many, many cuts and renegotiations. Because if there's not, there's going to be a lot of holes. The Rams have 19 free agents, 17 of which the top 100 on CBS's rankings, including number two, Vaughn Miller, quarterback Darius Williams, guard Austin Corbett, Odell Beckham Jr., tackle Joe Noteboom, center Brian Allen, and defensive lineman Sebastian Joseph Day. Notice I didn't even mention anything about Sony Michelle at running back, kicker Matt Gay, or linebacker Troy Reader. Holes for the Rams could be left tackle. Outside linebacker, guard, center, cornerback, if Williams goes. By the way, left tackle. Have you noticed that Andrew Whitworth still hasn't officially retired yet? He's still lifting with his teammates, by the way. So, I'm interested to see where the Rams go. Because there is a reason why we have not heard news about the Rams. And the reason is compensatory draft picks. So let's talk about that for a moment. It's another reason why the Rams are unlikely to go big game hunting. Why? You take Vaughn Miller, the number two overall free agent, according to CBS. Let's say he signs with Denver. That's a hole for the Rams. But because of the quality that Vaughn Miller brings back to Denver, the Rams would be a compensatory third round pick. Okay. If the Rams sign somebody on Don Miller's caliber, they lose that third-round compensatory pick. All right, that's one of the reasons why you always see the Rams 
during the NFL draft, you don't see them in the first round, but then all of a sudden they've got like four or five third round compensatory picks. That's what happens. They let their players walk. They get signed somewhere else. Next thing you know, the Rams come back and they have like nine, a dozen picks in the third and fourth round. And they wind up starting. So the key for them is to, you can't cut a player before Wednesday. If they're going to be a free agent, you have to let them play out the contract when they become a free agent. And if they sign somewhere else, you get the compensatory pick. So the Rams are sitting there saying, well, we have seven that are theoretically in the top 100. We could get a ton of compensatory picks. This is how they would theoretically rebuild a team. It's one theoretical way to rebuild a team. And it's also the reason why they're not cutting anybody because they don't want to if you cut any somebody and he gets signed by somebody else, you don't get the pick. So what they're trying to do is either one of two things or either trying to say, okay, okay, we're going to see if the price comes down on some of these players while we renegotiate with other players that we currently have, or we're going to try and rebuild as quickly as possible through the third and fourth round of the draft. And they have done that in the past. It doesn't make a lot of sense to the outside observer, but the Rams are the one with the rings. So if a player is cut before, there's no pick that you lose. There are players out there that have been cut that the Rams theoretically could sign. Corey Littleton, linebacker from the Raiders, got cut. Bobby Wagner, cut by Seattle, linebacker. So the idea is, do you replace Von Miller with Bobby Wagner or Corey Littleton? And by the way, Littleton used to play for the Rams, so he'd know what he'd be getting into. And then you get a third-round pick for Von Miller. We don't know a lot about the way the Rams do things, but I think that's the type of path that the Rams are going to wind up choosing. If it were me, if I were to guess... I would say that they're basically going to try and keep some of their offensive linemen, let uh, Sony Michelle walk, let Troy Reader walk, sign one of those two linebackers I mentioned earlier, and basically push as much money as they can on um, on Aaron Donald in an attempt to make sure he doesn't retire. But that's a guess. What do you think? Because let's be real. When it comes to the Rams, your guess is as good as mine. Well, that's it for our show. We'll put the links to all of our contributors in the show notes so you can find those. We also encourage you to come and hang out with us on Twitter at Champ City Pod. And lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with another LA fan so we can keep growing Champ City together. Thanks as always for hanging out with us. We'll see you tomorrow.